Welcome to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. And I'm Megan Bailey from uh, the future Bohemian Rhapsody Minute. Megan, great to have you with us. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Excited to be here, too. Um, so you're here, uh, for our minute 33, and this minute starts with William running to Penny's car and ends with Vic freaking out about his shirt. How often do you freak out about your shirts? (laughs) Um, more often than you'd think, actually. (laughs) Very particular about my shirts. (laughs) Um, and, and we, we had this running just, you know, for... Uh, you know, it, it barely started at the end of last minute, but but it's uh, he's running from his from his house from uh, uh, I say lying or you know not telling the whole truth or anything like that uh, to to his mother back at the house, uh, and, and and we find out he he apparently gets into Penny's car. The very next shot we see him in Penny's car. I can't imagine you have a whole lot to say about his his running, do you? Um, <laughs> no, I don't have, you know, any major judgments about his, his right. style of running, no. But just that I think the overarching feeling at this point in the movie yeah. is mm. his uh, elation. And I remember yeah. having a lot of moments like that as a teenager also. <laughs> just <laughs> really giddy, really elated, and feeling like, uh, feeling like a, a grown-up. Uh-huh. And so part of getting in the car, I mean, it might be diegetic. I don't think there's any really good indication of that, that uh, we kick off uh, a new song. Uh, Every Picture Tells a Story by Rod Stewart. You have any thoughts on that on that song selection here at this point in the in the movie? I do think that it fits nicely. I can't say that I'm a huge Rod Stewart fan. Don't kick me off. <laughs> but um, But, yeah, no, I think it's a good... I think it's a good selection for the scene. Um, yeah, it, it. I think the ambiance of the movie being created with just the correct placement of songs. I think they really nailed it, uh-huh. just in general. Um, and and uh, my own personal connection with Rod Stewart is, is well, and for this song in particular, is one that um, I hadn't heard before. I'm awfully sure uh, prior to seeing this movie, I hadn't heard this song before, and it, it is oh. from very fairly early in his career it's like the, the the third or second or third uh album in for him for, for him solo though because he was with the uh the faces as well yeah i know my aunt is a big rod stewart fan yeah, she goes yeah. to every single concert within like a boston. 200 mile radius oh. of boston <laughs> <laughs> well when growing up i mean that it was definitely like you know, my my dad was the music person of the two of my parents, but and he did have a couple Rod Stewart CDs, <laughs> one very much of the '80s, but the other one that was the greatest hits. But it was the greatest hits for just his Warner Brothers, uh, part you know, uh, published uh, albums. So this wasn't included. That, that it actually did include like Maggie May and maybe one other song. Somehow they, you know, they 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 must have paid paid to, to get them on on this on this one greatest hits that i uh listened to a bit back when i was in my early teens and haven't uh, explored much lately but i've gotten you know i've i've heard good good work because because of going through this track by track 
or, or song by song. That's my other, that's my other podcast. Um, but, um, uh, you know, I, I've, I've, uh, talked with a, a friend that, that, uh, actually put up, I think uh, the gasoline alley album said he was listening to that and it was a vinyl version or something. I think that he'd found. And, uh, he he really suggested I really get into like, especially like the first, the first three or four of his. Well, maybe I'll have to revisit yeah. a little bit of Rod Stewart <laughs> and give yeah, him it's a not, it's not, it's not quite those sappy stuff that, uh, was the late seventies and, or, and, and actually a little bit disco-y too with, do you think <laughs> I'm sexy? That's probably the biggest, the, 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 the best known video that I know of. His. <laughs> I have no qualms with disco. Yeah. No qualms. Oh, okay. Really? I, yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy okay. a good bit of disco in my life. <laughs> um, one of the interesting things I think is with the lyrics, it's, it's, I found out that, uh, right. I kind of looked into myself, but also kind of read about that, you know, it's, it's a first person narrative of the singer finding adventures with women all over the world, but eventually returning home after having learned some moral lessons. And, well, now uh, you I, mean, I think that, <laughs> yeah, I think that's really making sense with, with, uh, what's going on, you know, what's, what's going on yes. throughout the movie and the whole idea of adventures. Absolutely. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of can be tied to that, you know, youthful, elated, giddy, high on the novelty of new experiences. I mean, that could be applied to women and music and any kind of opportunity, but I feel like, yeah, when you put it that way, it makes it seem like it, it definitely fits the, uh, the moment in the film. Um, now, one thing I think I missed uh, missed uh, mentioning to you, uh, one additional thing I'm going to be doing, uh, especially for this minute, is um, some differences between this theatrical cut that we're doing and the extended by 42 minutes about, <laughs> um, uh, unti- it's called Untitled as well, uh, uh, director's cut. Um, but uh, here, uh, I should have mentioned the, the, the couple things that have already happened is, is uh, that, uh, that are differences. Uh, is apparently the theatrical version in, in the theatrical version the him running the previous shot is longer so so in, in adding 42 minutes he act, he actually also apparently cut a little bit here and there so that way I guess maybe the 42 minutes wouldn't be horribly much long you know wouldn't be horribly much you know, longer even yeah so the extended version has uh Elaine, William's mom, watching him leave more sorrow, sorrowfully, kind of maybe. You know, there's yeah. there's even a kind of a, a her taking a deep breath as as I think you know I mean she does a lot of great acting throughout the movie that uh, oh absolutely that uh, just just without saying anything she she'll be really silent but uh, her her uh, overall look and and uh, what she's doing facially and and with yeah. her whole body the queen of subtlety yeah wow. <laughs> So as soon as she gets to the hotel lobby is when we want to get back into some more or, or when they get in the hotel lobby here pretty shortly. But but they have the car ride first. Um, so any thoughts on on what they're talking about here in the car? Um, yeah, I think you get to see a lot more of uh, Penny Lane's personality mm-hmm. Um or maybe not personality, but defense mechanisms. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so it is interesting because 
And I don't know if this is the case for, I guess it just depends on where you're at in your life when you watch movies, right? So mm-hmm. this was one of my favorite movies when I was in high school and now watching it a decade later, it's, it hits differently now than it did then. Oh yeah. And I understand her character in a very different way now than I did then. Um, and so seeing the way that she is kind of almost acting like a big sister to him, um, mm-hmm. but simultaneously is also very self-destructive. <laughs> it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting. Oh yeah. Self-destruct, ah, self-destruction. That's going to kind of come back and haunt her. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's a really good point. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, and I was thinking like along the lines of, you know, what, so, so what, so what it is, is that, you know, William starting is saying, so you and Russell, and she goes, no, <laughs> Russell has a girlfriend and I can't even say her name. So, I mean, what, 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 what is, can we really discern why it is that she can't say her, she can't say her name, Russell's girlfriend's name, because it, 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 it makes her more, ups- would make her more upset or you have, a, you have another take on that? Yeah. So the way I would take it, especially from her going in from what she says before about always telling the girls to never take it yeah. seriously. Yeah. You'll, mm-hmm. If you never take it seriously, you never get hurt. If you never get hurt, you always have fun. You know, she sounds like she's kind of laying out her, uh, her defenses in that line, I feel like. And then when he brings that up and she again is like, Oh no, she's, she's not taking it seriously. I think that line is her proving I'm not taking mm-hmm. it seriously. I don't even, maybe it's that she doesn't think she can pronounce her name, but the way she says it, the way I take that is that she is trying to play it so cool that she's like, girlfriend, I don't even know her name. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't, doesn't even matter to me. <laughs> doesn't even matter to me. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hm. I didn't have Instagram stalking then, clearly. <laughs> Instagram stalking her uh, boy toy's girlfriend or anything like that. <laughs> Um, if, unless there's anything else in the car, the only th- other thing I have there is that she just has all this stuff hanging from the rear view mirror, <laughs> was very noticeable. And then also the, uh, the, I think, I think it's a nice little, uh, uh, ambiance to have it, I guess, you know, having rain since William was running <laughs> to here. Yeah. Now, now they are traveling from San Diego up to LA. Yeah. And I, I didn't investigate that fully, but I'm going to say that could easily be a couple hour drive, <laughs> if not more. Absolutely. Dep- depending on the traffic, like maybe three or four. Yeah. I think it's like two to three hours at least. Yeah. But they've got music. So. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> That's fun. And today we have podcasts. Right. <laughs> exactly. About music. About music. Exactly. It's like pouring a bottle of water on yourself in the rain. <laughs> it's kind of like that. so then you know we have a second time where she is holding his hand or it it, it does it does appear you know after they kind of get in or as they're getting into the hotel it's it's very much she's they're they're holding hands but it's more that she's holding his hand and and leading him um Mm -hmm. that's what happened when when the when the, the she she tried to get him into the uh into the back stage of the uh, concert earlier right she led him down that ramp and yeah and i guess in that way she's kind of continually acting a little bit as like a mentor or uh, an older sibling that kind of thing 
which is interesting because his actual older sibling is absent. Yeah. So it's it's kind of an interesting uh, dynamic. Of course, well, I'm he, sure he's yeah. not looking at her as a sister, <laughs> but yeah. we find that out later. <laughs> yeah, and, and we and we have a lot of absences for him, kind of you know, as far as family members go. I mean, we have the um, the dad that is not seen at all, is not talked about at all. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I th- I think his mom even has a certain kind of absence. You know, she's she's not your typical mom of the time and and before that like my parents grew up with um uh their parents that were uh you know pretty big uh sticklers for for their kil- ch- children behaving and <laughs> really disciplining harshly a lot of times yeah um, unfortunately i mean she 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 does have this uh you know we, we have seen these points so far that uh where elaine is is you know getting a little upset with her her Kid, well, with 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 her daughter, yeah, really, really not William at all. But um, William William gets upset upset with her with the, with the whole age thing, but um, the, the lying about his age so forth essentially. You know, it's I think it's this matter of uh, uh, you know, her not being the typical mom. So there's that absence in that way, right? Definitely. I mean, she's. It's interesting because she's very very protective but simultaneously it's almost like in the in the attempt to shield him from so much she just kind of pushed his curiosity more i guess that's just Mm -hmm. yeah that's just human nature i guess but yeah it is interesting it is very interesting Mm Um, so this, you know, it certainly was referenced before the Continental Hyatt House or the Riot House. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's where they have arrived, and it's it's in big bold letters on on the front of uh, on the front of the building as they're entering. Mm-hmm. Um, and currently, it's called the Andaz A N D A Z West Hollywood. Interesting hotel. Um, and even before, it, it certainly had kind of even more name changes just prior to um, it becoming the uh, Continental Hot House. Before that, it was Gene Autry's Hotel Continental <laughs> <laughs> when it opened in 63. Under new to, to 66, yeah. Yeah. Just a, a short three years of that, and then it got uh, its best-known moniker. Um, and it became the Hyatt on Sunset in 76, and... Uh, 97 was renamed Hyatt West Hotel. And then 2009, and as West Hollywood. All right, so it's been going strong for a little while mm-hmm. <laughs> under that new management. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just there's so much there's so much about rock bands <laughs> that were that did some crazy stuff at this at this hotel. I mean, essentially this this is all, all the stories that you've heard about TVs going out windows essentially were here <laughs> and different things like that. No wonder their management changed so frequently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand it with these rock bands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I quit. Does the name the new name does it stand for something? Is uh, it like an acronym uh, or it's it's the second and as hotel and the new brand by Hyatt. I mean it's still Hyatt. Ah, I see. Just 
for some reason it was you know it was Hyatt on Sunset Hyatt and the Hyatt West and but not that I'm aware of I don't I, yeah I don't get why and I don't see any you know telling of why this new name change and what that what that's supposed to mean um but we can we can skip a lot of those I, I it would probably be just really interesting just to just to copy that are better web pages that that uh, talk about a lot of stories really go in depth to some of those behind the scenes occurrences. Yeah. That's cool. Um, when I was in uh, WeHo a couple of years ago and like Santa Monica and that yeah. whole area, um, it's like such a starstruck feeling when you go by places, you know, have a lot of uh, interesting uh, <laughs> stories from mm -hmm. music history. And uh, I kind of had a similar feeling to what I think he's feeling in this scene. When I saw, um, Hotel California. Oh yeah, it's such an interesting. It's just it's an interesting feeling to be right there when you know so much has happened there. You know, uh -huh. but I feel like that's that's kind of what's supposed to be portrayed in this scene, right? It, again, he's kind of overcome with all this stuff happening. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, and so, uh, so the one last thing about the hotel itself is that the scenes in this movie these scenes right here were filmed at the actual hotel um, and parts of the hotel were refurbished with exactly the same decor as existed there in the seventies. Ah, that's that neat. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't make sense otherwise that they didn't kind of get it, get it set up and looking. I mean, they weren't going to do in 2000, especially, um, you know, kind of, you know, any kind of digital manipulation to uh, get it looking right. Yeah. No, that's really neat. Um, just, just, just go ahead and get it. Actually, do it. Um. So, so th there's what's happening in in the lobby here now when they're getting through, and 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 they and she certainly says, uh, she she does the it's all happening part real quick, but then also go, but then goes into. Um, I'm about to. Use you. Yeah, right. I'm. Yeah, I'm about to use you as protection, <laughs> <laughs> and and that's that can that can sound a little sexual in in a certain light. Um, it, it's I think it's supposed to be. It's 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 got these multiple levels of meaning. I think. Definitely, definitely. Um, per, per what we see in about three minutes' time, roughly. Um, and and so there's there's just there's just all this commotion and 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 the one biggest the biggest thing that we hear and and, and focus in on is is the this guy named Reg, you know, yelling out Penny, mm -hmm. and she's saying hi back. But but so it's you, you probably saw in the what I what I helped provide you that's played by Peter Frampton. And you, yeah. you certainly are aware of who he is, right? <laughs> yes. So now the interesting thing is, is that much later in the movie, we have a certain scene where he comes back in and I don't know if you, are you familiar with what that is? It's, um, it's, he does come by, back yes, later on. I don't remember. It's the that. poker game. Oh, with the, okay. With the managers yeah. of other bands and Dick is there and yes. he's one manager, but, but for whatever reason, Russell's there. <laughs> yes. But, um, but so, so he's there again and it's, and it's actually, he's actually referenced there. Oh, this is the manager for Humble Pie. Mm. So the band Humble Pie is was right. Peter Frampton's band. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Before he went oh, solo. That's a nice nod. That's a yeah, nice little so, nod. So he's playing 
is an old manager. <laughs> That's cool. Um, and and they make their way to the elevator, and they and they meet uh, some other people, and and foremost among them is Jay Baruchel, <laughs> <laughs> playing Vic Munoz. Yes, and he is a Zeppelin fan, obviously. Yes, <laughs> who isn't? <laughs> Which actually, that that little line comes next minute, but we have to we have to say that because i mean he's going he's he's going mr jimmy page mr john paul jones mr robert plant yeah yeah but scientists starstruck totally starstruck yeah. <laughs> and uh we'll, we'll see more of his shirt next minute and that's when i think i'll give a little a little plug then for something i got going um but uh you know she she makes this nice little recognition of him and 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 you know alert you know telling telling William about him uh uh the next minute i guess but it, it's it's not it's not i'm sorry the, the the verbal recognition next minute but here we just have this this uh visual recognition yeah you know it's I forget what second here i didn't note the second exactly but yeah 50 yeah 51 52 there but uh, he he's he's too busy freaking out about uh, as as I said in the starts and ends with uh, his his Zeppelin signed shirt. Yes. Um. So so then to uh, kind of go back a little bit and do these differences between this uh, theatrical version and the and the uh, extended cut. Um. So when they're walking across the hotel lobby in the extended version, we have a part where Penny Lane is saying these guys are with Alice Cooper. I'll pretend like I don't know them. Um, there's a fan of Alice Cooper. He says, hey, do, does Alice know you're here? She says, oh, I'm just showing my very dear, very, my very dear, very wonderful friend, William Miller, around. He's a very important writer. He knows Lester Bangs, and I'm responsible for his moral conduct. <laughs> and so then the second Alice Cooper fan says, Penny Lane, God's gift to rock and roll. She says, I'm retired, and don't argue with me. <laughs> he says, retired, again. So apparently she's got this uh this old uh very well known I think for the pa- over the past couple of decades or so um of of celebrities whether they're singers or sports stars or what have you uh retiring and then coming out of retirement and right bands too bands kind of saying it's their last tour but then they Right. It's the farewell tour again. <laughs> Um, and then a few seconds go by. Some of these other things do happen. Um, with and, and actually, this uh, extended version with with Reg, it's a little more. So so this and this is where it's also mentioned here. So in the in the in the uh, director's cut, that uh, Reg is humble humble pie's road manager. Actually, um, so Penny screams, "Oh, it's Reg!" And uh, and then she says more to William, "Humble pie's road manager." I see. Okay. Um, and they even then have a little conversation, you know, like, you know, being coy toy, to- towards each other. Uh, she's saying, have we met? And and he's saying, have we met? You know, kind of with a question mark, an exclamation point. And kind of, um, <laughs> you know, her being sarcastic, but her, him replying in a in an equally almost sarcastic way to have the fun. Um, she says to him, I've made a decision. I'm going I'm, I'm going traveling to India. And then I'm going to learn to play the violin, and then I'm going to college for one year. 
Um, that sounds like Penny. So yeah, I know. Yeah, she for <laughs> each different guy, she has a different place she's going to go to. Apparently, it sounds like we have we have a pattern starting to form here of just two, but right, um, and they're invited. <laughs> yeah, right. She has a plan. They're coming along. Um, Reg then says, "There's nothing they can teach you in college, darling." So, and then that former that uh, the, the second fan of Alice's, uh, uh, he's saying, "Call Alice under the name Bob Hope." Um, <clears throat> you can hear that being said. And then Reg Reg says to Penny, "I heard you're with Russell Hammond." She says, "Please, I throw the little ones back. I lost my <clears throat> head." So, boy, that's a sting for Russell. I mean, that's we kind of get that a little bit coming up, you know. There's this, there's this yeah. little bit of a conversation coming up where it's, you know, with uh, William and someone else. Uh, uh, very interesting uh, character. I, I, I'm quite uh, pleased at throughout the movie um, when he makes his appearances. But um, of uh, Stillwater, Russell Stillwater, you know, as a band as a whole, I think is being kind of up and coming. They're not, they're not really big just yet right right but that's 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 a big thrust of the whole movie it's it definitely comes up in other ways too that they're that they're on the verge absolutely um so then palexia arrives here in in the middle of this conversation she goes martin bell's a fucking asshole and i'm in love with jeff bb uh william you know you know says palexia you know she has, has a nice little you know saying hi but not saying hi you know they're saying her name glad 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 to see her and she hugs him at that point um uh, penny lane asks is asking then is asking plexia you're okay and plexia shakes her head no then we we get to this little part where william's on the phone at the hotel and uh he's saying harry houdini please houdini harry houdini you know, so he's trying to he's he's you know using the phone to try to get in touch with uh, what Russell what Russell said he was going to be checked in under. Um, Plexia says of Penny, it was Sable and Penny Lane says who was Sable. Plexia says we had this really great night. <laughs> um, then wait, you know, William William's on the phone still saying Houdini. Um, Plexia says and he said it was going to mean something and I'm in love with Jeff. I mean, and Penny says Jeff. <laughs> I'm not sure what that, if that's supposed to be, you know, who knows? It's so hard to say what, what, what Penny's going to then say. I mean, is Jeff (laughs) another, another band member? I mean, we know about the one band member that has this whole thing, um, with, uh, 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 well, well, that, that Russell even says at one point, you know, some of these guys have girlfriends. Some of these guys have wives and like, he's the one that's, I, 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 oh, I'm, I'm having a mental block. Is she, are they engaged or are they married? I think it is married. I think he's married. That, that, that comes in later is uh, with, with his either, you know, girlfriend and they're engaged or plays a little crucial, uh, crucial, it's a crucial part in the plot much later. And then P- Penny and Plessia diverge from William and he hangs up and tries to grab some, uh, some some uh stationary pads without attracting attention but he stumbles over a suitcase so so he has so that's that's a little i think nod to the one the one uh clumsiness scene of his much later with uh some uh souvenirs as well that that's gonna come up i don't think i'll i don't really remember any other 
surprise. You know, I mean, there's no other indication. I don't think besides this in the in the director's cut that that he has a little thing for grabbing, trying to grab some souvenirs and stuff throughout the rest. But that's something we'll have to look for mm-hmm. as we proceed. Um, what, were there any other uh, spots in any anywhere in there? Whether it was part of that uh, director's cut stuff that was cut or or uh any anything else uh, that you'd like to make note of um not specific to the to the director's cut or anything but yeah. um yeah the main note i have is it, it is a very i think this minute is mostly just telling of penny lane's um mm-hmm. baggage <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of subtext going on yeah uh, but also lots of distractions, which I think she's really good at having a lot of distractions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I think we'll see more in a couple minutes uh, worth here shortly. How she will deal with the, I think, I think the even larger group that's all, that's more static. It's more, I mean, this, this is a kind of more frenzied. Mm-hmm. Or, or is that the right word? The, the, yeah, it's more, more still in a more cal- calmer environment, how she can, uh, come into a room and make an entrance. Still water, one might say. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, very good, yes. <laughs> um, so uh, the last thing I think we need to do is hear uh, how you would rank uh, and your personal preference from favorite to least or vice versa. Um, these four bands that are most commonly believed to make up the band, and they are... Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> they are alphabetical order here. So as to not uh, show any <laughs> preferences my own of my own, Almond Brothers Band, oh. Eagles, Led Zeppelin, and Leonard Skinner. Okay, well, uh, definitely Led Zeppelin at the top yeah. for me. Um, <laughs> that's just like not even a question um, for for me. I guess I shouldn't mm-hmm. say it that way. That makes it sound like everyone. That's, has the, an that's preponderance. That's a. <laughs> Ooh, oh, this is really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say Eagles next, mm-hmm. just because I've been listening to them a lot lately. So I feel like but I, both of those bands I've been listening to a lot lately. So Led Zeppelin and Eagles are top two, mm-hmm. and then Allman Brothers Band, and then Leonard Skinner last. Yep. But it's a tough mm-hmm. it's a tough call with yep. Allman Brothers Band. Mm-hmm. I almost want to say Eagles and Allman Brothers Band are kind of tied for me, usually. But right yeah. now, mm-hmm. Eagles have a little bit of preference because I've been – kind of listening to uh to a lot of that yeah yeah i mean yeah all, all three of those that aren't Leonard, that aren't led zeppelin can could change on any day of the week for me right. i think <laughs> change around <laughs> exactly yeah exactly okay well this is i think has been a great uh first minute with you megan i think you'll be due back uh you'll be with us uh next week is that right for minute that sounds, 34 that sounds right to me Okay, and then hopefully a couple more minutes too after that, um, yeah. and, and could could have another special guest on with you. Sounds fun. Okay, so uh, so this has been minute thirty three. Um, uh, just a quick uh, little thing that uh, I want to mention that uh, we do have uh, our Twitter um, at Almost Famous Men and Instagram is the is the same. And, of course, we have our Facebook page. That's just at facebook.com slash almostfamousminute. And our uh, uh, group, 
on Facebook is the Band-Aids Listeners Society. So hopefully everyone can join us there and talk about this minute. And until we get back uh, next week with Minute 34, it's all happening. It's all happening. I am a golden god! It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.